Hello, listeners. Welcome to a Russell Stop Fan Edition. Tonight we have a very, very special guest. Her, uh, you know her as Ashley Abbott on Young and Restless. Uh, she will be joining us in just a few moments. And also we have a special guest co-host. Uh, many of the listeners know her as Pam on Twitter, and she's joining us tonight. How are you doing, Pam? I'm doing well. I got my tea and my honey here and my cough drops, so let's hope that I can stay with no coughing fits. <laughs> no problem. Well, I do uh, just want to just jump right into it. We only have an hour with Eileen tonight, so let's go ahead and welcome her to the show. Welcome, Eileen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Pam, I'm sorry yeah. about your cold and you have a, a tea. I have a glass of red wine that I just poured, so there. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I have bronchitis. I have bronchitis, oh, so. Sorry, I just got over something last week. Mm-hmm. It's going around. It's that kind of weather, and with me being in Chicago, you know, it's even worse. So I'm going to Chicago in about a month, actually. Are you going to visit your husband? <laughs> Close no, by? I mean, actually, you know, my husband is Vince Van Patten. Well, first of all, hello, everybody. Right. We just kind of moved right into this. Um, but my husband is Vince Van Patten. He is the co-host of the World Poker Tour, and he is the spokesperson for Potawatomi Bingo Casino. I know. I see his commercials all oh, the in time. in Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm going to be going out there. They're having a celebrity event in Potawatomi at the big casino there, and my father-in-law, Dick Van Patten, and I are going to be um, the celebs that are actually going to be playing in the poker game. So anybody local, please come on out and say hello. We're going to have fun. When is that? Money, I'm taking your money. It's in March. <laughs> I think it's uh, March uh, 14th. March 14th? The Potawatomi Bingo Casino. I have not been there in years. I used to go every once in a while with a friend of mine, and it's a really nice place, especially after they did the remodel. Right, that's what I've heard. I haven't been, so I'm overdue myself. You'll like Anyway, it. so that's what I'm doing, and um, I'm excited to go to Chicago. Actually, I haven't been there in a long time, so shout-out to all the um, Chicagoans out there. Yay. <laughs> but what do you all want to know? I'll tell you some stuff. <laughs> not everything. You can that's cool. We, we respect that. We won't dive too much into storyline stuff, um, future storyline stuff, because we know it's uh, takes six weeks in advance, and uh, you're held to secrecy on different stuff. But um, the 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 um, but from your, from a non-Young Arrestless perspective, a lot of fans know that you're an author, and you've got four mystery novels out. It's all been set in the soap world. What gave you the idea to pursue that series, and do you anticipate more forthcoming books? Um. Well, my apologies if everybody's heard this story before. My husband, again, was uh, co-writing with somebody, Bob Randisi, um, mystery books around the poker world. And uh, he was flown out here because my husband wasn't very computer savvy. So he'd fly him out here and they'd write for one or two weeks and just get their book done real quick. And he was over for dinner one night and I said we should do something around the soap world. And um, a couple months later, you know, we had never pursued it. And a couple months later, I just called him up and I said, were you serious? Because he, he acted kind of interested at the time. And he said, absolutely. And he said, do you have any ideas? And I pitched it to um, Penguin, and they gave us a two-book deal. Three-book deal? Anyway, um, so that's what we did. That's how I started. And I finished The Forest, and it came out last July, I believe. Okay. And that's I all I know. More? At the moment, I'm taking a little bit of a break, just mm-hmm. because it's kind of uh, having a deadline is – crazy making and uh i'm kind of a snarky author when i get writing it's like i'm kind of like um unsettled until i get it done you know what i mean so uh yeah. i just need a break from it uh writing at four in the morning or in between scenes at work is just very stressful and i just needed to uh, kind of remove myself from it for a little while to see if i want to continue to write anymore i don't feel like i'm really done but uh for now i i'm just i'm taking a little bit of a break if you do decide to return, would you want to continue in that series, or would you like to do maybe something different than fiction, maybe nonfiction or another type of fiction genre? Yeah, I'm not sure. I really don't know. Um, yeah. I might want to write another one uh, to kind of close off this series and then maybe mm-hmm. move into something else. I'm not sure. Well, I am going to download all of your books and put them on my tablet so that way I can read and get all the way caught up in case there is a fifth one and just to see what your art form is, you know, from, from your acting. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. And Pam, as you know, is, is tweeting your books out and your site out all the time to get people to come and uh, purchase your books. I know. Thanks so much, Pam. You should also definitely start with the first one and move through the series because they are kind of chronological. 
Okay. Anyway, perfect. I all just right, put in the chat to... room. I just put in the chat room the Amazon link for all the all of your books and your uh, one Facebook page that I know of for Swinging in the Rain. Yeah, and Barnes and Noble too. Barnes and Noble too. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Okay, I can put that in there too in the moment. Um, one of my questions to you is that um, you've been on four different soaps, Young and the Restless, Bold and Beautiful, Santa Barbara, Days of Our Lives. One of my favorite characters from Days of Our Lives is Stefano. Good or bad, I love him. I think he's a hoot. What was it like working with him and playing the twins on there as well, Susan and, and uh I actually played five characters total. Um, but that oh, was, yeah, with the Elvis. and <laughs> yeah. Mascola was terrific. He's a wonderful guy, and we had a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time doing those characters. It was um, just a lot of hard work, but just a real hoot for me to do that, and uh, kind of very different for a leading lady to do that kind of farcical humor. So for me to be able to do that kind of comedy um, to that extent was um, just a real gift. I had a great time. You did it really well. I mean, each character, even though we knew it was played by the same person, had its own identity. Oh, thank you. They're all insane. (laughs) (laughs) That's what makes it so fun, though. How are you able to to do that? I I unfortunately watched Days of Our Lives as a young kid, and I didn't see this this part when you were on there, so I didn't get to see it. I've YouTubed a lot of the scenes and stuff. How were you be able to differentiate, and, and where did you draw your inspiration from for all those different characters that you did? I grew up in a really funny family, and I had uh, six older brothers and sisters, and they were always putting on shows and doing different voices and characters, so I think it just kind of came naturally. I was in a very loud household where everybody was trying to outdo each other, so a lot of those characters were based on impressions that my brothers and sisters did and, and things that we did and really it's almost it was just it came extremely naturally <laughs> frighteningly enough to just kind of uh, zone in on those those different characters especially the nun i was raised catholic and went to catholic school not that the nuns were like that but i kind of did a um, extreme version of a catholic nun and my brothers and sisters actually had had their hands swatted with rulers that wasn't happening by the time i came along but the ruler yeah. the when they said, it was James Riley who was the head writer at that time, said you're going to be playing a nun. I was like, I need a ruler. And um, she actually reminded me of a nun that was at my school, only in the sense that she had a real tough exterior but a real heart of gold. And that's kind of where Sister Mary Moira came from. Real tough, but then you know, she was always kind of nonsensical no nonsense, but she was kind of sweet. So that's where she came from. And Susan was just kind of easy to play because she was one of those people that's real you think is very naive and in many ways is, but it could could be smarter than anybody. So that was really fun to play. They were complicated, considering they were like extra characters, you know, above and beyond Kristen. Um, they were multidimensional. I really enjoyed that about them. Uh, There's one um, I, oh, from the chat room that keeps saying over and over, her name is Kim. She wants you to say mean, mean, mean as Susan. Oh, my gosh, you guys, it's been a really long time. Uh, main, main, main. I think that's – I don't have my teeth in, so it, it, yeah. it's a different flavor. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, uh, one, of the, one of the people I talked to on Twitter said that they, uh, when they recast Susan Banks on Days, you, were, you apparently said you wish you could play both on both different shows. But since Susan would be a cameo probably, um, and both shows both shows are owned by Sony, why couldn't you do both? Or is that something that's not allowed? You know, it's not about that. It's just if all the different parties involved are, um, you know, approving of it. Like it would take Days yeah. of Our Lives to say, could we? And it would take Young and Restless to say yes. And it would be me to say I'd love to. It would just take all those different factions to agree on it. I mean, I'm game. Absolutely. I would love to revisit that that character again, and not to mention the show again, you know, um, and all the people on it. So, I mean, I'm totally up for that. Um, it would just see, you know, if it ever happened, and hopefully we'd come to the point where we, we could at least talk about it. That's never, it's never gotten to that point. Yeah, a, a fan also said that they recently, I don't know how recent, used your picture on on their, uh, on Days of Our Lives, and they had to get permission or something like that for, for doing that. From what I understand, I remember when they asked permission. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's 
move on from uh, from the, the the days of our lives and talk about when you bursted on the scene of Young and Restless in 1983. Can you believe that? It's, how long it's been? How long you've been in the business? That is amazing. That 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 longevity is. is I think it was 92 actually, but who's counting? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you ushered in a whole new family and focus for Young and the Restless. Nowadays, the introduction of newbies is often treated by fans as a bad thing. Why do you feel that the Abbott introduction went so well back then versus how the lack of family dynamics are on there now for the newer generation? Bill Bell. Bill Bell is a genius. He was just a genius. And I think he saw yeah. that his family was kind of on its way out and had run its course. And he introduced um, Jerry Douglas and Terry Lester, I believe Terry Lester first, and really did a great job in writing those characters so that you cared about them and you wanted to know more about them. And then when he introduced Beth and I as Tracy and Ashley, um, I think they, they really took a lot of time in casting and screen testing and making sure that the dynamic was just right, and they had good story lined up. For everybody in, in the Abbott family, everybody had terrific story that we as actors could sink our teeth into and as the fans could um, create a loyalty to. You know, you got wrapped up in those characters' lives right away. And uh, it was just magnificent storytelling, you know, and really good casting. And During you that, have to have, you have to oh, have. We used to uh, socialize all the time together, us yeah. um, Abbotts. We were very, very close. You have to have family dynamics, otherwise people aren't going to watch fragmented characters all over the place. They won't tune in all the time to see what's going on next. Exactly. That's what true soap opera is all about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we recently, the, the shows that are airing now has uh, with uh, Jack being shot has brought back, or well, actually being married, then got shot. Um, they, you know, having Beth Maitland back. Uh, many viewers feel that Beth is missing the is is the missing moral center of Young and the Restless. She has loved every single time she's returned. Sadly, only for weddings and funerals. Could a show like Young and the Restless accommodate a moral center like this again? And do you even see is, is there a way that Beth could come back more often, or, or or is that something that she personally doesn't want to do, or or do you know? I think she'd love to do that. Um... Again, it's just if, if it's a part of the storytelling, they obviously love her. They can see how talented Beth is, and um, mm-hmm. I personally love having her there. Um, but it really depends on the kind of storytelling that's being done and what direction they're going to go in, you know. And at every, mm-hmm. any moment, you really don't know what that is. Um, so I, I can't answer that because I, I could say, oh, the show's not about that now, but they could change their minds tomorrow. So it's exactly. just... What I can see, it's not there now, but you never know. I sure hope so. Yeah. I love Tracy um, on there. I think she's phenomenal on there. I really do. She's a big, big part of that family. Absolutely. Yeah, and our eyes light up when we get to see her again, and I'm sure that your eyes get to light up when you get to work with her again as well. Absolutely. Um, Ashley's mother, Dina, is still out there somewhere. There's so much unfinished business, and I think Merle Adams could still play her. Do you Think that they, would, would you like to see Dina come back at some time? Oh, of course. You know, it's funny. I was just thinking about her the other day. Um, sure. I mean, she's terrific, and I love her. We had some great stuff together back in the day. So I've, I'm always yeah. amenable. Always, of course. Yeah, she she was a lot of fun. Um, do you, do you, have, have you talked to her in recent years? Or I ran into her at a party Eric Braden was giving a couple of years ago. She's good friend with Eric's. Uh, she's good friends with Eric's wife Dale, and she was there, and that was a couple of years ago. But other than that, I haven't seen her. Oh, okay. She's still as sweet um, as ever. She looks fantastic. Oh, I bet she's always been a very beautiful, beautiful woman. She um, played so great, cold, you know, cold, removed Dina, you know. <laughs> yeah. We need um, a villain since most of them are gone now. Yeah, right. A good a good villain would be good. Uh you know, we you know, Patty is no longer uh around. Um as we know of, she's been taken away and uh uh Ricky looks like he's, you know, got some of his mother in him, so we may have something coming up with right. him. So it'd be nice to see, you know, an, another good villain come to the show. And uh speaking of villains, um your on screen husband uh, Tucker, he uh, is an interesting choice for Ashley. He shares many characteristics with Victor. 
um, but he's a little gentler and a little more sensitive with Ashley. Did your chemistry with Kevin Nichols surprise you, and do you have any wishes for the future of the story between you and Mr. McCall? You know, we worked together years ago in Santa Barbara, and they put us together briefly during that time, and I've always thought Stephen was a terrific actor, and I think we had chemistry back then, and um, when he got the part, I actually called him up and welcomed him to the show, and... Um, I didn't know where it was going, but I said, yeah, I hope it, it's for us. It would be great. And uh, it's turned out to be really, really sweet and, and really kind of um, multi-layered, and, and I would love more story with Stephen. We worked together yesterday, and, um, you know, working together for us is, is pretty easy. It's, it's kind of just like a no-brainer. We, he's so great. Yeah. Just, he's just so present, and he's so there, and just listens so great. And, um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. It just depends on where they want to go with it. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Dan. Oh, I was just wondering, do you keep in touch with any of the actors as friends from any of the other soap operas that you were on? As friends? Uh, no, not really. I mean, when no. I see them at different events, it's always mm-hmm. it's always great. And I do see people in B&B all the time because they're right across the hall. Right. I just saw Don Demont, you know, a couple of days ago, and, and uh, that's always great. But, you know... We all kind of work in different studios besides B&B and Y&R. And, you know, you know I saw Leslie uh, uh, Leslie K yesterday, and that was great because she and I were friends when I was on B&B. But, um, you know, not really. We all have busy lives and what have you. I mean, Lisa Fanjoy, actually her name was Williams at the time, was my double on Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, she played um, a waitress in the Brady pub and uh, I needed a double and I went up to her. I didn't know her then at the time. I said, they needed somebody who looked kind of like me and with my size and coloring. And um, I said, I don't know how you feel about this, but would you maybe want to be my double? And she wasn't sure she wanted to do it. And then she decided to to go ahead and do it and she and I became best friends and I just met her for coffee today. So we've been very close for 15 years after being in the trenches at days and having you know, ridiculous amounts of dialogue to memorize, and she had to memorize it too. So uh, we became fast friends. But other than that, not really. Is it hard to play with a double, or does it make it easier on you? Well, I said, you know, it's easy to kind of work that way because I'm always on time and I always know my lines. (laughs) (laughs) It's very easy for me to work with me. Yeah. I know, but you know, I know that I'm going to uh, be on the ball with that. And Lisa was actually that way too, so it worked out. Um, it has different challenges and different rewards. You know, it's not something I'd want to do all the time, but I, I definitely enjoyed it for that time period. And your lines—how uh, do you learn them? Were where? I mean, some people have different ways that they do it all the time. When I asked, I think it was Tracy or Michelle. I think it was Tracy. And she said she just sits down and reads them right before she goes on most of the time. I find that so amazing. No, I don't do that. I, I look at them probably the night before. Night before generally, the day before. It depends, you know, whatever my schedule is. If I know I'm going to be in a waiting room somewhere, I'll bring them along to the waiting room. If I know I'm going to be in the car doing something and waiting, I'll bring them in the car. Um, but usually, you know, the afternoon or the night before, I look at them, and it takes me about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to memorize a script now. Wow, that you know, still if I, I, me. Tons of business dialogue, which was like, oh, my God. Talk, <laughs> you know, horrible business lingo. I'm like, oh, my God. Jess Walton and I do not like it. We do not like it when we have business lingo. But uh, that takes a special kind of memorization because it's not something that is second nature. And you also, you know, all of us kind of flub our lines a little bit, but you'd never know because we'll insert one word that means the exact same thing, but it's not what was written on the page. When it comes to, like, business dialogue or doctor dialogue or lawyer dialogue, you can't change it or you change the meaning. So, you know what I'm saying? You can't, right, right. You can't say contract and, and mean merger because they're different. So right. it's yeah. very annoying. So you have to be really spot on with that, and you have to really kind of understand a lot of different inferences and subtleties of that kind of language. So it's a pain in the butt, but that's what happens when you own a cosmetics company. Exactly. Um, Many Bold and Beautiful fans still miss you from the L.A. scene. Oh, I miss that show so much. I love that show. Yes. 
um, when you first were there, Ashley, um, uh, Ashley rediscovered passion and a lightness that she carried back on young, to Young and the Restless. Do you think that you might ever go back, or is there an, any possibility of a crossover in the future? Well, you never know. I mean, again, that's completely out of my hands. But, I mean, I love every yeah. single one of the people on that show. It's a terrific show. I love what they gave to Ashley. Um, they knew her because a lot of those writers wrote for Y&R. So it wasn't yeah. just an accident. They really knew Ashley more than other writers on Y&R did at that time. So, um, you know, it was kind of nice for them to rediscover her. Yeah. When Ashley returned back to Young and the Restless, in November of 2008, the story was very interestingly crafted. Um, she was there to bring Victor back to the living. In that context, Victor actually seemed to have gone out without a bang. Did that surprise you that it didn't pick up um, you, a, you know, a, a relationship back on with, with Victor? Um, or are you surprised that the lingering feeling seemed truly dead now? That was a question from someone in the chat room. That's a good question. You know, um, I was I was open to that being reinvented again and, and, and kind of um, played out. Uh, but I really thought that the dynamic needed to change completely because Ashley at 25 with Victor would be much different than in her 40s with Victor. After everything Ashley had been through, she wasn't going to let somebody disrespect her. And since that seemed to be an inherent dynamic between Victor and Ashley you know, even a year ago, I wasn't real excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, I, and I would tell the writers, I go, she wouldn't put up with this at this point. Why? Why mm-hmm. is she? You know, he's so callous, and, and how would she just, it just made Ashley look incredibly stupid, and that bothered me yeah. more than anything, that they were kind of stupefying her. Um, she was being made stupid, you know, just because of the dynamic of that relationship, and I was like, you know, also, I, what I really didn't like was this cattiness between her and Nikki at this stage in the game. I just thought these women were too mature now to be playing this ridiculous game. It just made us both look stupid. That was my opinion. And I have I, to yeah. agree with that, too. I believe mm-hmm. that the writers um, came to agree with that as well. You know, you can only go to the well so many times without looking like a complete and utter idiot. And, um yeah. I just I didn't want to be playing that same thing with Nikki. Where the, they gave us a few scenes, if you remember, in the uh, at the spa where Ashley apologized to Nikki, which I loved. Mm-hmm. She kind of womaned up and said, "I'm sorry for any pain I've caused you over the years, and if I was insensitive about this." And I was like, "That's what a real person does, hopefully, when they've grown and they've learned and they've evolved." And right. I mean, I really enjoyed that instead of playing the same note. I love Victor. You can't have him. I just was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, please." So. um I wasn't surprised that it didn't make it. Uh, I think if it had been written well, if they had wanted to go there, it could have been revisited in a different, better way, and then maybe yeah. clear. But then you'd have to change the Victor character completely. Right, and, and yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> to do that, so it's like this was really the only option, and so therefore yeah, it, that's, fine. that's fine with me. Um, a big part of what derailed Ashley and Victor was Adam's evil deeds. And let me personally, let me just say, you were amazing during those scenes with uh, the, what Adam was doing to Ashley. You were just amazing during that whole time. Um, oh, many you. viewers felt you and Michael Mooney uh, had chemistry. Are you sorry that there was no more with that character? Um, you know, moving away from Victor, you know, going on to his son. Um, that the, any, whole, the whole so, face thing probably could have played out more. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what they wrote, the last scene she had when she had to give Faith up was really powerful, and I really enjoyed playing that. But I think they could have, um, you know, it could have been more, it could have been drawn out for sure that Ashley maybe fought for Faith. And, I mean, I would have thought that after what happened with Sharon, Faith, you know, Ashley would have stepped in and right. fought for her. Yeah. But, you know, they don't yeah. want to way and there's only so many stories they can write for i mean as from my perspective that's what i would have seen ashley doing especially the way i chose to play those scenes i mean i played it like i was losing my child and that's how i felt about faith so i would have loved to have seen that written differently and had her go to bat and get that little girl away and you know she would have had a great case just because of adam and everything so but they didn't want to do that you know yeah a very nice now do you do you think that oh go ahead Oh, that's right. I, do you think that Tucker's your soulmate? 
or do you think there's someone still out there? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't cast him yet, so right now he's my soulmate. <laughs> right now he's your soulmate? Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of faith, Ashley's attraction, you know, you see you see Ashley uh, with faith, and you can see the, 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 the feelings are still there when she's around uh, faith. And what seems to be, and then it also shows a very, good chemistry between you and Joshua Morrow, do you think that that might ever go anywhere? Because it does fit Ashley's emerging cougar tendencies that started over on Bull and the Beautiful. Oh, I know. I, I'm not opposed to any of that. Josh is a cutie, and he's a really sweet guy. Um, <laughs> it would be very interesting. But, um, you know, again, it depends on how it's written. These, as we all know from playing them and watching them, they can look great and not come off great. So uh, it would all depend on certain things, you know how it was written and how it was really approached. I wouldn't really want to do it if it was just for shock value. I would prefer some, you know, drawn-out drama and uh, romance and, you know, twists and turns and fun soap opera stuff. Um, By the way, I'm dying to get a storyline also. I'm really dying to get something of that ilk again. Um, Yeah. But I've been having fun. I've been doing a movie here and there, and I did a movie in Alabama last June, and I just did one over the weekend. I play a psychiatrist in a psychological thriller. So, you know, I'm working on the show a couple of days a week and kind of amusing myself and getting other jobs here and there. So, And I'm also a mom. So, it's, it's, you know, it's all good. I have no complaints. Yeah. Do you, by um, chance, remember and all of your last names from all the marriages you've been through? Well, I wasn't on the show for a good part of them. So, actually, yeah, no. Yeah, that's true because... Uh, Brenda. Epson and Brenda, yeah, was on there, too. Right, and then Sherry. So, no, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember Lasseter, Newman, and uh, Carlton, and I don't know the other ones. You got me. Lasseter, Newman, Bladeson, Howard, Carlton, and McCall. Oh, I didn't miss that many, then. No, you didn't. You did pretty well. Oh, Um, The internet is filled with people who have two different mindsets on Ashley. The largest contingent loves her and has suffered along with her through her lost loves, lost children, cancer, mental illness, and more. There's another contingent that often views Ashley as frosty and entitled. Do you personally, Eileen, like Ashley? And if you could give Ashley advice, what would you do? What would you have her do differently? Um, I love Ashley. I've always loved Ashley. what I do? It's so funny because I don't see her as entitled at all. I see her as uh, somebody who's made so many mistakes in her life and is like keenly aware of them and is keenly aware of, of her fallibility. I think um, she has a strong sense of, of what is right, you know, and is always trying to keep her brother um, on, the, on the straight and narrow. But um, I don't see her as, as being entitled at all. I've always thought of her as being so hardworking, and that was the whole thing about Ashley. You know, she went to college, and she got her degree, and then she worked for the company. It wasn't just handed to her; she earned it. Um, it wasn't. Just and you nepo- were one of the few, too. Right. It wasn't just nepotism, or you know, all these certain. Right. She really worked for it. She was her father's right hand, and um, I think maybe because that was established so long ago that uh, a lot of people don't know that about Ashley. And they just see who she is now instead of everything that she's come from. And that's never revisited, so people don't know that. They don't know her roots. They don't know how she um, fell in love with her mother's lover when she was only like 23 and um, had amnesia and had an abortion because she heard that she was in love with Victor, but then she heard Nikki saying that she was going to die, so she aborted the baby because she didn't want to – it was, you know, very convoluted. But, you know, and then – she went through all these things trying to do the right thing. Um, and I think people have forgotten that, that she was always trying to do the right thing and not always making the right choices, but was always her heart was in the right place. Right. Same thing with her daughter when that whole thing came, when she was um, driving the car. She was trying to do the right thing. Um, but, you know, like, like a lot of us, we try to do the right thing, and sometimes it kind of blows up in our faces. Okay. There's somebody well, in the I, chat room that's asking if you who would Eileen like to see Abby paired with? I don't know. Huh. And he suggested Devon. Yeah, well I think that's a natural thing. 
Um, you're right. That would be great. And Devon, you know, Brighton is such a great guy, and he's a terrific actor, and I'm so happy he's finally giving, getting the story. So it's great. And they know that he's having some kind of surgery or something, right, the character or something's happening with that? Yeah. For his hearing. Mm-hmm. Do you know how that happened? Yeah. This is a true story. This is so crazy. I was online uh, in the morning. I had to go into work, and I you saw the AOL thing, and they have that little, you know, where all the news stories came up, and they were talking about um, a child that was hearing for the first time. It had a, a cochlear, I think it's called a cochlear implant or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this was like this amazing new thing where they could put this device in and have a surgery, and this child heard its mother's voice for the first time. And it was the second surgery in a couple months. There had been a, a woman before who had had it, and she could hear for the first time. I happened to have been working with Brighton the first thing in the morning. So I went in, and he was so sick of that thing attached to his head. I'm like, you should tell Maria about the surgery that they've, they've come up with, where it's, it's, I swear to God, it's for real. You can look it up online. They've had two successful surgeries. They can hear, blah, blah, blah. blah. Brighton actually told Maria Bell, and they wrote it into the show. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Is that, that is amazing? And yeah. He was like, are you sure? I'm like, absolutely. I just read this this morning. I never saw it again. I never heard about it again. And, I mean, it's so amazing. I'm so happy he's got that thing off his head now. Yeah. You know, and that's another great thing about soaps. They're not just fantasy stories. I mean, they teach a lot of real-life situations and help a lot of people. Right? My cancer storyline. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many letters I got from women telling me that that storyline saved their lives. They got a mammogram after watching Ashley get a mammogram. Right. And um, one woman, I framed it actually, it's in my office, she said that it, it it saved her life. She never would have known that she had this tumor. She had to have a, uh, a, a radical mastectomy, and she just credits that storyline for saving her life. And that's it's so funny because, you know, um, Europe is three years behind. I got another flood of letters from European women, women who had watched the show. Thanking me, saying it saved their lives. Is that that has to be the best feeling in the world. By far and above, something you never anticipate as an entertainer, it's when it reaches a whole other level. It becomes, you know, it's not just you're entertaining, you're actually uh, connecting with people on a very real and physical level, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Wow. You're a hero to a lot of people from those. Well, I'm actually done with uh, my stuff uh, before we take on uh, uh, your, your fans that are waiting patiently. Um, one of the tweet, uh, tweeters, his name is at Mark H. So he wrote me something and said to read this to you, and he's a, he's a mega fan. He says, in 1983, Ashley and the character of Eric Garrison danced on a rooftop. He was in a white tuxedo and sang April in Paris. Oh, God. I thought that was the epitome of suave and romantic. What a dork, I know. But I, as a high schooler at the time, wore white tails to my prom. I love you, Eileen. Oh, that is so sweet. Uh, Isn't that sweet? I have to tell you, I was so mortified when he had to, like, sing to me. Because um, Bill Bell was big on show tunes and big on, like, 40s and 50s ballads and stuff. And I'm, like, 22 years old. I'm going to parties, and I'm dancing to Aerosmith. And then I'd have this actor singing night and day to me. And I was just, it was so hard for me to keep a straight face. It was just, Did you guys ever watch the show at that time? Because it was crazy. They were singing like every other minute. Yeah. 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 Especially Danny, Danny Romilotti and Lauren. Right. Well, at least he was singing yeah. rock and roll and not like night and day. But now I think about those <laughs> fondly. When I see it's the funny, movie. too. Because the other day I was watching videos on YouTube of, of Michael Damien singing on Young and the Restless, and I noticed everybody's big hair, and I had to laugh about that. I was like, wow, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I know. The big and hair. My- and by the way, Michael Damien told me to told told Pam and I to tell you hello, and he thinks of oh, you often. I love Michael. Um, last month we had Tracy Bregman, Michael Damien, and Michelle Stafford, and um, those were the, our first three um, artists to, to join us. And it was a great great to learn so much about the cast and talk to them and stuff. So that's why I'm continuing to do this. Um, well, I'm done with our part, so I'm going to go. Uh, Pam, do you have anything else before we start bringing no, the fans okay. on? No, that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, take some calls okay. and run in long. Yeah, because we have 25 minutes left of her time, so we got to get as many people in as possible. So first up is Anthony. He's a longtime viewer. Uh, Anthony, you're on the air with us. Hi, Eileen. Hi, Anthony. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. 
I just want to um, just thank you for all the years you've put into, um, you know, the different soap operas that you've been on and following you um, through the Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives and even your work as um, an author, which I have read your books. And I just want to thank you for also following me on Twitter. It means a lot to me. Um, my question to you is, if you had the power to write Ashley's storyline going forward, what would you have her do? Would you like, have it more in the corporate setting? Would you want more personal for her? What would your focus be for Ashley? God, if I really had a clue, I'd be pitching it to Maria Bell right now. Stephen <laughs> <But laughs> and I have actually talked about this. Um, I mean, it, it coming up with some kind of a story. And we haven't actually thought of anything yet. But off the top of my head, I would say, I actually, as much as I complain about the having to say the business lingo, I mm. love a strong Ashley. I love her when she's in control. I love her when she's running a company. I love her when she's uh, in her element. So I would love to, to keep um, exploring her as a strong, independent woman, but also kind of... Um, exploring the softer side of her and uh, kind of a combination of corporate and romance uh, romance you know and like a triangle triangles are good i love mm. triangles i would love to have a triangle with ashley tucker and either another guy or you know i thought it was going to be harmony but it doesn't look like it's going that way but i think that would be interesting that would be interesting. And like you said, I do enjoy Ashley when she's, you know, in control of especially with Jabot and she used to work in the lab and such. I thought, you know, those uh, focusing on the corporate side of things would be a good move for her at this point. Jess Walton just asked me yesterday if I missed my lab. I was like, actually, I missed my lab and my ceremony. I know. I missed the lab. <laughs> and your white jacket. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I want to just thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, talk with the fans, and uh, I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, hopefully soaps are going to be around longer, but as we see everything kind of fading out, you mm -hmm. know, it is all about the fans. That's kind of, that is what, you know, kept us on for as long as we were. So thank all of you. It's we super appreciate it. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, All right. The next fan um, is actually a brand new fan to Young and the Restless. Uh, her name is Sabine, and she is on the air. Sabine? It's Sabina, actually. Sabina. I'm sorry. I'm yes. sorry. Go it's ahead. It's spelled Eileen. funny. Yeah, it is. It's the German spelling and pronunciation. Hi, Eileen. It is so great to speak with you. Um, I want to say thank you, like everybody else, for taking your time to uh, speak with us as well as I had a special tweet that just surprised me that one day. Um, you tweeted me about my background. Um, it used to be David Bowie. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I've changed it because that, was, that wasn't that uh, was made by me. It was made by somebody else, and I was just borrowing it until I could get my own made. So I have made my own uh, pictures of from when I've met some of the uh, day's actors. And I'm actually a longtime Days fan of yours and uh, Days fan in general. And like he said, I just started watching Young and the Restless. Uh, I didn't want to get hooked on another soap because I've already got too many shows to watch. But i got to say I've gotten hooked, and it's nice to get to see you uh, again on, on a show. So uh, I wanted to tell you that as well. Oh, well, thank you. Um, my question is very unique and different and fun. Um, I wanted to know, if you could live in any era, which would you choose? Any era? Oh. Good one. oh, gosh, it would really have to be now, definitely, just because of women's rights and gays' rights and everything that's kind of changing in a positive way. Um, I think we look back on time and go, oh, that was such a romantic era, and then you remember the women with their hoop skirts dragging in the mud, and the people were spitting, and tuberculosis was being spread all over, and <laughs> how did they go to the bathroom, and what did they, I just think that it has to be now, just in terms of disease and, and everything else, um, life is better overall, yeah. I, I, I believe. I have to agree with you on that. <laughs> I used to see. I used to be very caught up in that, in that, in like the uh, the Renaissance, or. But then, when you really start thinking about the reality of it, ah, <laughs> it was a hard life. Not so much, you know. 
And yeah. also everything with incest and, and just everything's being brought to the light now, you know. We're all becoming more enlightened as a as a, a global community, really. Um, and that can only be good. Right. Well, that's that's great great answer. I love I I love getting to ask you that question. And again, I really thank you for um being great with your fans. I've really enjoyed meeting a lot of the the actors I watch on days and uh, past and present. And it's just been awesome. So, well good. Uh, for letting us in to your living room. <laughs> and um if you ever get a chance to check out the background again, um I'd love for that too cuz like I said it's it's different and I feel very proud of it. Uh I also have um another I have three other um fan sites that I do. I do one for Patrick Muldoon called Team Muldoon. I do one for Casper Van Dien and for Catherine Oxenberg, his wife, and Pam actually helps me out with the two of those. Wow. <laughs> so my neighbors friends. Uh, my son happens to be in the same class as their daughter. Oh wow! One, cool. Yeah, so I see um, I see Celeste, and I see uh, we have a Halloween party here every year, and Celeste and Maya always come. So uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh hi, yeah, we've known them for a long time. That's awesome. They are so sweet. They are, they are. very sweet. Um, but yeah, so I I actually figured out how to make a collage, and I put it as background for all four of those all four of the Twitter accounts that I have. So it, it was fun. Um, so and I wanted to thank you again for, for checking that out. It really surprised me. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> well, and I don't know if you so follow your fans your back, but sorry, I was just curious if she follows her fans, and I would love a follow if if possible. Okay, sure. I don't follow, I don't think I follow that many, but I'll check it out for sure. Well, All thank right. You so well, much, thank you Jane. again. Thanks for being on. Bye bye. All right. We have now we're moving on to Serena. Serena, you're on with Eileen. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Hey, Serena. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. I'm very happy I get to speak with you. I'm a huge fan. I've been watching Y and R since I was a little girl. I remember my mother watching it, and then. I got hooked as a little, you know, little girl, and I've been watching it since. See, that's how it used to happen. It was generational. <laughs> yep. Well, I had a question for you. I wanted to know, being on YNR for so long, um, and being around some of the cast that's been there for a long time, like Mrs. C, Victor, Nikki. Um, how does it feel working with them? Do you do you feel like, you know, since they've been around for so many years, do you feel a little like if they're like family or how do how do you guys all see each other there? Well, I have I mean, you know, I love I love Jeannie Cooper. Um when I found out she was turning eighty a couple of years ago, I couldn't believe it. First of all, I, I for some reason thought that she was just eternally seventy. And the 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 fact that she is still on the show and I mean, still gives great performances and still cares so much about her work, I thought was amazing. And, um, you know, absolutely. I think as you get older, and especially as you see the shows kind of falling away, you know, you kind of realize what a really special experience this is. And um, we all like each other very much on the show, and we're all fond of each other. And I can say that um, uh, very truthfully and, and with the utmost sincerity. So um, I love them all. They're great. And it's been really interesting kind of being there with them when soaps were at their height and kind of watching it go through these different phases, you know? It's, it's yeah, interesting. I've seen to see because, you know, her age and she's got so much energy, you know, and, and it's just so good to see all of you guys together because I'm very family-oriented and watching you guys so close, you know, I enjoy that a lot. Oh, I'm glad. Well, thanks. Um, also, I wanted to tell you to put on your Twitter page of the Rockstar picture. I really like it. <laughs> it's a really nice picture. Oh, thank you. Wasn't that funny? I looked at that yeah. picture. I'm like, okay, if I was going to be a rock star, this would not be my album cover right here. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. Right. I love I just like... <laughs> You know, that's the coolest thing about Twitter and Facebook is how intimate we can be with fans now, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's really different. It's kind of cool, right? 
Yeah, yeah. well, the whole reason why I got Twitter is because I wanted, you know, to get in contact with everyone from Y&R because I live here in San Diego, and I was so excited because I didn't even know it was being filmed in L.A. Oh, really? So, excuse me? I said, oh, really? Yes, and so when, you know, I got on Twitter and I started looking up everybody because I went on CBS.com and, you know, I got your real names and I put it on Twitter and I found you guys and I was like, oh, it was so exciting to know, you know, you live everyday life, you know, like us. And it was it was very, very nice, you know, to see, you yeah. know, you guys outside of YNR. Right. I know. We're all just mostly the same, right? Yes, you guys <laughs> are awesome. <laughs> Serena, thank you so much for your call, okay? Bye, Serena. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Amy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, next up we have Michelle. Michelle, you're on the line, area code 215. Hi, Eileen. How are you? Hey, I'm good, Michelle. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, I was the one on Twitter that tweeted you about the Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, right. Do you remember that? I think I got a couple tweets, but yeah. Yeah. I just wanted um how did how did it turn out? It turned out great. Good. You know, good. I, I have a house full of boys, so I mean they loved it. They think I'm uh, like a gourmet cook when I when I whip that kind of stuff up, so I don't tell them anything. <laughs> <laughs> I made good. Philly I made Philly steaks a few weeks back from Emerald Lagasse's um it's Lagasse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From his uh, recipe and so I tweeted about it. And I got all these people from Philly saying, that's not a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. I'm like, take I'll tell Emeril about it. Um, yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I've watched Y&R for 20 years, and I've started with my grandmother and my mother, and I still watch it today. And 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 it's just like it's part of my daily routine to watch Y&R. Oh, thank you. So, thank- um, Keep watching. Tell all your friends. Yeah, I will. Uh, my question for you is: Do you have a favorite storyline of on Y and R? I have a couple. I mean, I really like the whole um, uh, the whole thing where Ashley was way back in the '80s when Ashley was in love with Victor the first time, the initial time, and and she ended up uh, getting an abortion, and all these different things happened. It was just it went on for so long, and it was so dramatic. It was so much fun to play because it was just so big and meaningful and sad and tragic and that was great and then the breast cancer storyline because of all the reasons I stated before yeah yeah, yeah. um is there anyone else that you would like to work with online or that you haven't worked with um i think i've worked just with just about everybody haven't i i mean i would almost like to do more i'd like to work with michelle more and maybe uh Amelia, I love Amelia. She's such a doll. Um, Amelia, but you know, probably just maybe in a deeper storyline with them, and and uh, you know, because everything seems to be we're kind of just when we do work together, it's kind of just fast, and we don't really delve into much storyline. So um, probably them. I don't know. Can you think of anybody? I can't. Um, Off the I'm top of my head, I can't. Yeah, I can't think of anyone. Um, Cause someone in the chat room posted that, so I thought I'd maybe ask that for them. Oh, that was nice. Um, maybe just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Also, I loved working with, um, oh, my God, hello, Neil. Uh, Neil was awesome. So I would love to maybe revisit that at some point. They never yeah. really gave that much of a shot. Yeah. Um, well, you haven't worked, I don't think you have worked with Daniel Goddard. Have you? I don't. Oh, no, I haven't. You're right. Well, that might be fun. Yeah. Hey, you can you can be a cougar again. Yeah, <laughs> it really would depend on the story. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's your yeah. three way triangle, even more than three way, because after he gets married, then you can <laughs> go after him. Oh. Well, start writing those letters and rent a small plane and fly it over CBS. <laughs> okay, we will do that. Uh, thank you so much, Michelle, for calling in. All right, thank you. Bye, Bye Michelle. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Okay. The next one I didn't. Uh, the next few I didn't. Uh, they called in after we started live, so I don't have their name. I just go by area code. So area code nine seven three. You're on. You're on with Eileen. Hi, it's Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. 
Eileen, I love you. <laughs> I've watched this since the beginning, and you're right. It started with my mother who watched every soap on every channel. Right. Um, but I do have a question, two questions. One is, your wardrobe on that show is amazing. Where do they get the clothes? Oh, gosh, they get them from everywhere. You know, we live right where we live. We work right next to the Grove, which is a huge kind of... Oh, Sure. But, you know, they also get things from H&M. I'll, I'll think I'm wearing something really expensive, and it'll be from H&M. And I'm in love with H&M now. Um, Forever 21 has some really great stuff. And then, of course, you know, they'll throw in the, the $1,500, $2,000 Leger. So we wear everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, they do a great job. That's uh, Jennifer Johns is our wardrobe person, and she's working with, you know, a lower budget than she used to work with, and I think she's doing a great job. Yeah, because everybody's clothes are amazing. The other thing is, um, I'm in New York uh, area, so of course there's been a lot of cancellations of the soaps, uh, like um, Young and the uh, not Young and the Red. Oh, sorry, um, One Life to Live. Um, is there concerns over at you uh, at CBS about the two soaps? Um, well, our ratings are the pretty are pretty much the highest ones there are now, so. We're not really too worried in the, for the near future, but of course, I mean, when you see all this happening, and plus we have this influx of actors from the canceled shows. Yeah. Speaking yeah. One Life, Hillary Bailey Smith was just stopped. She's a friend of mine. We did a movie together back years ago, and she stopped in to say hi to me just a couple of days ago. Oh, I love her, too. On B&B for a while. So, um, yeah, so I know. You're, of course, we're concerned. Sure, absolutely. Well, hopefully that won't happen, but thanks for your time. Thank you. Bye, Wendy. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, area code 805. You're on with Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Hi. Hi. Um, Back in uh, 1981, before you were on the show, Yeah. an actor named Paul Kelly. Yeah. He portrayed uh, Edward the Psycho. It's kind of hard to find him anywhere listed. That he played that part. Huh. Why is that? I have no idea. I wasn't on the show, so I don't know who he is. I know is. you were on the show there. You, you right. were on a few years Did you later. IMDb him? Did you Pardon go on IMDb? No, I've seen him only on the Young and Restless. No, there's a website you can go to for actors. I, I have, and it's not really mentioned. Really? And his mentioned. Name is- I had to find this out from uh, Twitter from... From uh, the woman who plays uh, Nikki. Melody. Well, what you yeah. should probably do is um, go on to IMDb and put in his name, Paul Cullen. Okay. Is well, it his he, name? I've seen him on that site. You have? I've seen him on that site. He's got a picture with Nikki in a yellow car. Huh. I also wanted to ask you, how come they haven't pushed anything about when Adam pushed Dr. Taylor? I don't know. I know. I think that's like um, that is a, a, a loose hanging thread that needs to be, you know, that needs to be summed up, right, and kind of closed. Because I know, didn't he murder that guy? Or I don't even remember anymore. Was it an accident? Okay. Well, Dr. Taylor is the one that uh, worked on you. No, no. I remember you lost your baby. I wasn't sure if it was a murder, though, or an accident. Were they ever really clear about that? Well, actually, Phyllis saw it happen, but oh, what does not she really know? Sure, what happened? Huh. Us fans know what happened. We know what was going on with Adam. Right. Well, they they should do something about that. Go write a letter, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to All say right. you're one of my favorite actresses, too, on the show. Thank you so I've much. I've been watching since 1978. Wow. Well, God bless wow. you. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, I've been watching for a long time. It's hard to quit. Actually, uh, Young and Restless is the only show I watch. I don't ah, watch any of the other soaps. Okay. Well, we should be around for a while longer, so. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call. Thank Bye-bye. You. All right. Area code 361. Three, six, You're on with Eileen. Hello, Eileen. This is uh, Party Will. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. i got to tell you. I'm bowing up and down. I I love you. You are awesome. On days is Kristen. You're still my favorite actress on there. Um, oh, thank you. I just wanted to see if you could do me a small little favor. If you could do a shout out for uh, it's a Facebook Facebook group that I'm in. It's for Young and the Restless for Rural House Watchers. 
Of Genoa City. Real House Watchers. Of Genoa City, yes, ma'am. We're loyal and devoted fans for Young the Restless. And your House Watchers? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll give you guys so they, a shout so out. At least they know that, yeah, so they know that, you know, that, that I mentioned you. Uh, my I am now, you are, we are in the process of me shouting out to the Real House Watchers of Genoa City. And uh, <laughs> you got Thank it. Thank you so much. You don't know. You, you just you saved my life. Thank you. Okay. Here's <laughs> You're my welcome. question for you. Okay. First oh. one is, what inspires you as an actress? What still inspires me? Um, yes, ma'am. What, what inspires you as an actress? What inspired me to be an actress originally or what inspires me now? What inspires you now? Like, what, what drives you? Oh, I see. You know, I like challenges. And right now I'm, I'm having fun doing things that um, either intimidate me or kind of frighten me or push me to go beyond a, a safe limitation, something in my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? So right yes, now I'm like that. And I'm also really just um, enjoying the people that I work with. It's, you know, it's coming up a lot. I think it has to do with getting older and watching other shows kind of fall away. And it kind of makes you really, really appreciate what you have. And so um, that's definitely a place that I'm at right now. So it's an it's an interesting place. I really I'm kind of really enjoying it because I have it full of appreciation and also feel um, challenged by different things too, which is always good. Well, I'm glad that you're back on the Young and the Restless. I didn't really like you on Bold and Beautiful. I know that you enjoyed it, but the only thing that I will give credit for when you were on Bold and Beautiful, I enjoyed the way they brought you in with those red like with the lipstick and everything, and you were like teasing hey. the the audience. That was awesome. Well, thank you. Okay, here's my second question. Would you ever do a web series? Oh, sure, absolutely. Cool, cool. It would depend on what it was and what the part was, but of course. (laughs) Yeah, you just, oh, my God, you and me would click like this. Okay, now, (laughs) you just mentioned earlier that you didn't know what to do for your character as Ashley. Well, I write fan fictions. I'm a friend of yours on Facebook is Willie Garza. Uh-huh. I do fan fics, and my fan fic, of course, is Y&R, Elf. And here's just a little teaser so you kind of get an idea. I put, a secret emerges that sends Ashley spiraling into many different directions, and there's going to be a triangle between Neil and Nick. Oh, interesting. Yes, ma'am. So you can okay. remember I'm a Facebook friend of yours, so I, what I'll do is I'll tag you my next episode, and that way you can give it a look and see what you think of it, okay? Okay, Absolutely. All right, well, it was good so much, to talk Bill. to you, and again, thanks, best Bill. wishes in the future, ma'am. All right, thank you so Okay, much, thanks Bill. so much. Uh, bye-bye. bye-bye. <laughs> they get so excited when you're on the phone. <laughs> um, here, um, area code 252, you're on the air with Eileen. Okay, thank you so much. My name is Keith. Hi there. Hey, I've got a couple observations. I was wondering if you agreed with them. Um for a long time, Peter Bergman's character, I kind of like saying Peter Bergman, he's got a good name, but uh, he's kind of been the whipping boy. You know, he got the Senate seat, then he had to he had to give that up, the marriage with Sharon, he loses beauty of nature. But since he's gotten shot, it seems like a lot of the characters almost realize they were taking him for granted and they're coming back to him. You see that with uh, Phyllis. I'm hoping they do it with Jess Walton, but with some of the other characters as well. Nikki, I think, is getting closer to him. I was wondering if, if that's a dynamic that you see playing out and if it's intentional. And the other one is the show's never better than when they're redeeming people. A lot of people have come on and were bad at first. Uh, Michael Baldwin, Chloe, Kevin, a lot of people. And they ended up, Phyllis even, they ended up being redeemed nicely on the show. And I'm hopeful that they do that with Adam when he goes back to the farm and kind of gets in touch with his roots. And the show is never better than when it does that. Now, when it annoys me is when it does stuff like the the, the uh, Kevin storyline, like he wouldn't come out and tell the truth with what happened to him and why he got married to, to the uh, Jersey Shore girl. But I was just wondering if you would comment on that. And also, on the web series, looks like Galen Garrett might need a girlfriend on Venice. That would be a good role for you. Oh, well, thanks. I'll look into it. Um, in terms of the whole Jack thing, I'm sure that's definitely part of their master plan is kind of bringing in all the different characters to um, 
just to have them show what Jack means to them and what Jack, you know, is to the show. Um, as for the other things in terms of the redemption, um, I guess you're right about that. It depends, again, on how it's done and if it's believable, you know. Uh, they probably, they love um, Michael Muni and Adam, so I would imagine they are trying to redeem him. That's going to be a real upward climb considering the things that he's done. But, you know, worse things have happened with characters, right? Um I mean, characters have done worse things and been redeemed. So, um, except of the stealing baby thing, I don't know. Um, other than that, what was the last question? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I think it's just a comment about the, the web Satan, series and yeah. Venice. And by the way, I never really realized how talented Hillary B. Smith was until Venice. She is a monster talent on that show. You know, I actually have never watched Venice, so. Um, I don't know, but I know she is terrifically talented. And I just so saw much. that Christian LeBlanc is going to be on Fumbling Through the Pieces, and I watched that the other day. That's hysterical with Hillary on it, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'll have to look. Yeah. Ask Christian. Right, He's going to be in season two. I will. Well, Keith, thank you so much for your call, okay, because we're, we're out of time. Take care. Thank you so much for having me. Thank no you. No problem. Thank, thank Thanks, you. Keith. Hi. Um, it's nice they have a lot um, of guys call in. I yeah, know, right? Um, People don't know well, that. But I mean, a lot of, most of my fan mail is from men. Really? Wow. Well, Absolutely. I've gotten well, we letters have, from policemen and firemen and priests and over the years, and people always think it's just out-of-work, you know, people, yeah. and it really isn't. It's people from all walks of life and both genders and everything else. It is. Yeah, well, we, we kind of ran out of uh, time for you. I know you, I, I promised you an hour, and I don't want to take up any more of your time. We do have more callers on the call, on the line, but I do understand that um, we only committed to an hour. So Yeah, um, I have my son sir? make sure he's doing okay. I need to check in on him. Yeah. But I have, no, no problem. So, by the way, for like... Anybody that's listening that's on hold, um, we're going to try to invite her back at the end of the year, so um, definitely tune in for that. Um, Eileen, I want to thank you so much for this time. This has been an amazing experience for me, myself, as a fan and as a as a person who's trying to bring all soap fans together. So I really appreciate your time with this, and um, I thank you so very much. Well, thank you. And I thank you, too. Well, I had a wonderful time, and thanks for all your support and um, and your loyalty. I really appreciate it. No problem, and I would love to invite you back at the end of the year, you know, once we have another six months or so of storyline built up to see what else is going on in Ashley's world, if, you're, if you'd be open for that down the road. Absolutely, I'd love to. All right, well, good night, and thank you so much from all of your fans. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tell your son thank you, too. I will. I'm going to right <laughs> yes, now. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, listeners, I, I do know there was five or six other people still online. Um, I try to tell people to keep their comments and their questions down to a minimum. I do apologize that I couldn't get to everybody. Um, uh, you know, Joyce and I had built this show on an hour basis. Um, if I go any longer, then then people will maybe not want to, you know, join us. So thank you for listening uh, to the show tonight. Uh, people that did get to go through, I'm, I'm happy that you were able to get through, and I do apologize, for, again, for those who... Uh, we're unable to get through. So if you have any questions for Eileen, you can always tweet her um, and say that you were on hold and try to get a question back on, on Twitter. Um, I also want to give you a, give a thanks to Pam for standing in for Joyce tonight. I really am sad that Joyce wasn't able to be here. She had a that wedding rehearsal. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. And every time, any time that Joyce or I are not able to attend one of our broadcasts, we're going to reach out to the fans, especially on ones that are um, – with guests like like Eileen and our previous guests, so that way you get a chance to to experience this. The re, you know the whole passion behind this that I'm doing this is for me to help you, the fans, get closer to the talents that you love. And um, you know everybody who knows me and upholds me from the beginning and loyalty uh, it means a lot to me. And you guys that call in, I see that I see a lot of the same numbers and uh, same people that come to the chat room. So I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, just uh, one more thing. Don't forget, on February 23rd, we're going to have Barbara Crampton on here. She played the devious, ruthless author, Leanna Love, on Young and Restless, and she was Maggie Forrester Warwick on Bold and the Beautiful, and now she's working in uh, horror films right now. So we'll be catching up with her live on February 23rd at 8 p.m. So I'll be sending out tweets regarding that. 
And until next time, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, calling in, chatting, and being on hold. Thank you, and see you next time. Good night, Pam. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.